Hey everybody, welcome to Licked and Loaded. I'm Laura Desiree, and in the hot seat today is the infamous Library Girl. You may remember that headline circulating in the news media a few years back as a super sexy self-made tape of an Oregon State University student enjoying herself quite thoroughly in the library began to circulate on the adult platforms. It caused a major commotion and of course propelled her into the highly successful position she's in today as one of the top performers in the porn game. I'm so excited to have Kendra Sunderland joining me on today's podcast, catching us up to all things Kendra, including the scoop on a brand new business venture that we can't wait to get our eyes on. Here she is. legendary Kendra Sunderland. It's so great having you here. Hello. Hi. (laughs) What an honor it is. Uh, I'm sure a lot of my listeners and viewers, obviously they know you as being an icon in the porn business, but before that also being the the world famous library girl. The (laughs) library girl. I have to ask, was this always the plan to to make a, a, a leap into porn? Uh, actually, no, I used to say that I wouldn't do actual porn videos, but at just some point in my career, I kind of changed my mind and I wanted to explore that side of me, I guess. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you're awfully good at what you do. If that, uh, if that tape hadn't happened and that, uh, that, that famous moment that just rocked the adult industry hadn't happened, what would life be like for you now? Um... I don't know. I feel like I would have found my way into doing professional videos anyways, but um, I don't feel like I would be as far or as successful as I am if it wasn't for that. Yeah. Can I ask what you were in school for? Um, I was in school for human development and family sciences, and then I actually switched because I wanted to do accounting um and then I realized that was extremely boring and so when I started webcaming I was like this is so much more interesting and has more freedom and a lot of money so I feel I feel like I should try it out and go that way and let's be honest I think there's even more of an education that you get from being active in the adult industry versus sitting and reading books in a a stuffy institution somewhere that's just my two cents facts I've I've learned I've grown up a lot I'd say so yeah, well, we're we're all still just loving every moment of it. I was sent a really awesome email on the press newswire of the adult biz, and it was mentioning your new project, your new mm-hmm. magazine, Sex, Money, right. and Drugs. You have to tell us it. about this. Tell us all about this project. Um. Yeah. So I just I wanted a different place to kind of let my creative juices flow, I guess, so to say. Um, And I didn't want to be restricted with what I could and couldn't do or like um, kind of like going against my brand. And so I created this because I figured, you know, everybody loves at least one, if not all three of those things. So I just felt like people would really enjoy it and I would have a good time um, taking risks and like creating content that's completely different than my porn videos are completely different than anything else that I've ever done before. So it's a little bit more 
explicit and a little bit crazier, more party, party-like than my like cutesy porn stuff. Would staying within the brand of cutesy porn stuff, would that be some of the restrictions you're talking about? Yeah, and I think just like being photographed with different like um, party substances. So I kind of like, I've never really done, I mean, I do like 420 videos every 420, but as far as like, other than that, I haven't been like photographed with any sort of other party substances. So this is one where like, I really like am being creative and I'm showing that side of me, like somebody that does love to dabble in those things. Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. it's liberating when we can actually like share that and own it with confidence. We're seeing a lot more of that these days with celebrities, you know, getting on board with whether it's medical marijuana or any kind of recreational marijuana or psilocybin research and whatnot. I'm seeing more and more of that. So it's an exciting time. How was uh, your 420 this year? Oh, it was good. That's part of why I look like this right now is because <laughs> I was so high yesterday I think I passed out at like 8 p.m and then I was just like in such a weed coma that I woke up at like 4 a.m and I was wide awake for an hour I couldn't go back to sleep and then I finally did and then I got up at like 8 30 because I had things to do so I've just been like running on zero energy all day I feel like I kind of have a hangover from yesterday like my brain is a little fuzzy and I'm just so tired but I really I ate, I drink, and I smoked so much yesterday that like it just I can't function today. You're in recovery mode. You're coming back to life. I am. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> so weed in particular, let's say, uh, uh, what does that do for you? Why do you enjoy that one so much? I don't know why. I just it calms me down. It just makes me feel better. Like I just I feel like at this point it's just part of my life. It's not like oh it makes every day better but like oh it's just a part of like my everyday lifestyle I just enjoy every part of it I love all kinds of weed I love every which way you can ingest it I love the act of doing it I love the different flavors like I just love everything about it and it's something that I could just do yeah. every day yeah I, I I used to be the everyday girl when it came to ingesting and it was wonderful in that lapse of time where I kept getting good weed and I kept getting these great highs. But every once in a while, I don't know if it's the combination of, say, my antidepressants or my anti-anxiety meds, but <laughs> if you fuck with some of that shit and you smoke the wrong kind of weed, suddenly you're in this, you know, uh, uh, thunderdome of a panic attack inside. Yeah. So I kind of had to put it on, on the back burner for a minute. Like it was yeah, I think it could be the combination. Sometimes if I drink too much coffee, I get like that or even just drinking coffee in general. But I do love like a coffee and a joint in the morning is probably one of my favorite things. But sometimes it can get you anxiety out of nowhere. Sometimes I'll be just sitting on my couch and I feel like I'm actually like sinking into it. Like I'm weightless and like floating or something sometimes I get feeling like that which is weird and sometimes that's the best part of it though right because every once mm -hmm. in a while you do want to just feel like a blob on the couch but it's yeah. when you start wanting to be able to do other shit and you're you're you can't move you're paralyzed that's when the anxiety starts that's yeah <laughs> I, I could probably get a lot more done but I'm not the laziest stoner, but like, I feel like I could get a lot more done if I smoked less, but 
I don't feel like I would be as chill or as happy. And you got to prioritize that stuff. A healthy mindset, really, in today's day and age, that's the most essential element of our life. I'm, I'm with you on that. Sex, mm-hmm. money, and drugs. Is this a physical magazine? Are you going to be printing this, or is this an online experience? Um, at the moment, it's just online. You can get it at smdmagazine.com. We're working on printing it right now. The problem was that, like, some of the pages that are like the pictures across two pages, you know, in a magazine, like something is going to fall dead center and look distorted. But a, a lot of them were like the money shot, like the good stuff was right in the center. So I was like, we got to figure this out and print it differently. So we're currently working on that. And then we're going to release like a limited amount and some of them are going to be signed. So it's going to be very, very limited as far as like, the paper copy at first but I definitely wanted it to be both because it is a magazine and I always loved like the tangible magazine in your hands and I think it would be like a cool collector's item for people to have so yeah I'm excited about that you're hands-on through this whole process then you're actually getting specs or you know a, a, a presentation of what the magazine in physical form would look like and you're the one saying no I don't like how this looks let's go back to the drawing board yeah, I'm, I'm pretty picky with everything. And I just, I had such a vision in mind. And each time I just like, I have this vision in my mind and I see what I want it to be. And so if it's not that, like, to me, it's not good enough. I'm only going to do it once. So I'm not going to like re-release it. So it has to be perfect the first time around. And that's, that's quality control right there. That's exactly yeah. what that is. Good on you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's being described, at least on the, in the, the press right now, it's being described very much as a look into everything, Kendra. This is your lifestyle. This is uh, a level of, of access and intimacy that viewers, fans, followers haven't necessarily had before. What is it about your life and how you lead it that is, I'm just going to say, magazine worthy? Mm-hmm um I don't know I just feel like I feel like a lot of people sitting at home or like just regular people kind of maybe fantasize about living in LA or like living this kind of rock star lifestyle I wouldn't say like I'm such a huge rock star I'm so famous that it's like a crazy lifestyle like famous musicians but I do feel like I've gotten to live a party lifestyle and I've gotten to experience these things and so um, the magazine, like the first issue was kind of all about me and I'm excited to explore and to do different crazy things, but I was happy to make the first one kind of about me and show that and even exaggerated, like uh, there's a photo of me looking like El Chapo, like it's super like my fantasy land type thing, like things that come from my brain, my visions. And so I'm glad that to like put that out there for people to see. Yeah, what were some of the inspirations then for you as you're piecing together this vision? Um, I think a lot of of old school Tumblr vibes. I think a lot of the like late night kind of dark um, neon sign type vibes, uh, just like a drug lord. The next one is kind of more about money. So I think that it'll be focused on like Wolf of Wall Street was my inspiration and just a boss babe. Like I want to let everyone know how you can get your money up like I know I can speak for girls and how they can do it but I also like want to speak for guys as well on stocks and like different types of things that you could do 
to get your money up. So I'm pretty excited about that. But yeah, just these things just like come to me and yeah. random thoughts. I mean, on the money side of things in particular, are you uh, noticing this shift in, in regards to more performers taking content into their own control and working less with studios, less with managers? Uh, how's that been for you? Yeah, I think that everyone, as soon as OnlyFans got big, everyone was um, kind of pushing towards that. It's definitely where the majority of our money comes from. I mean, you're getting paid per viewer instead of just one time, like for a scene. So I feel like a lot of girls in the industry were just tired of shooting professionally and wanted a place to kind of put their own videos and make their own sort of porn you know and so I think that it was great that it came along and allowed a lot of us give us our own platform to express ourselves in that way you know so a lot of scenes are like the script is written it's not really who we are you know so it's great that we have a place where we can express ourselves and show our fans like how we would do porn you know if we're in charge of everything yeah do you do you find yourself enjoying some porn on your own time do you are you a viewer I mean yeah all the time I love I love watching I love watching my videos sometimes um but I've always been like a a porn viewer so I'm what like kind of porn what kind of stuff do you search for uh, I guess it just depends on the mood sometimes I like um to see things that i I haven't done before like gangbangs and stuff like that where I just I kind of like fantasize about me being able to take all of that at one time yeah. or just like anything that I'm kind of into a lot of blacks and I feel like I don't know sometimes like hentai type stuff I don't know I've been it's just random I've been watching so much hentai recently where the it's usually a, a female character and she's being fucked by like some giant monster and the monster's cock is so big that it's actually like inflating her belly. I've been watching so much of that lately. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Fascinating. I think it's just like, I don't know, just like the proportions or the, I, I don't know, just like the way that it is or the way that it looks, it's just so appealing. I think it's because I also... I love to go into that eating blur where you don't know how to stop and you just want to eat everything and you like make a big spread of food and get really full. There's something yeah. kind of arousing to me about that. So maybe it's just being at maximum capacity in that part of your body. That's really turning me on. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's probably it. <laughs> so I saw in the, uh, the email that went out, you're also, you've written some articles for the mm -hmm. magazine. Talk to us about that. One of them being about psilocybin in particular. Yeah, I definitely, I had brought on some help with writing those because it's hard for me to like write and my, I just like told them my thoughts and they put it down into paper because I suck at that part. But I basically just explained like my connection with it and that I'm from Oregon and they just like legalized it in Oregon and um, completely like legalized all drugs. So I just feel like people are starting to see that it's more than just like, oh, let's go trip on some mushrooms. Like psilocybin is actually like really good for people that with a lot of different things like PTSD or depression or like anxiety or this stuff, just like a little bit every single day can really change your mindset. And I've been microdosing because I've been just experiencing just a lot of depression this year and it really helps. Like it's crazy how different my mind works 
when you're microdosing and it's just like so much more positive I feel like a lot of people could probably use some psilocybin in their life so that's why it was important to me to include it in this magazine is because I wanted people to read and like know that uh like the science behind it and that you could really you know help yourself the natural way with a lot of different um issues that you're having yeah there's there's a major benefit to it and the number one thing i hear from people is they say well i don't i can't afford to trip all day i just i can't be you know hallucinating all day and i've also done microdosing and i i try to explain to them as often as i can it's more of a, a mood enhancer as opposed to a magical fucking journey. You're microdosing, you know, like it's in yeah. the, the damn explanation right there. Micro, that's the key. The key is micro. You don't want to overdo it. But mm-hmm. even then, it's not like you'd have to take if you're trying to microdose and you take a little bit too much, like you're not going to be tripping for hours at a time. Like you're still attempting to microdose like to trip for hours at a time. Like you have to really like intentionally macro dose basically you like you literally you know you have to it's like you have to have if you're doing your first micro dose the only important essential step i'm i would advise is that you eat something before you do it because yeah there were some mornings where i would take my micro dose and and i hadn't eaten anything and it did feel a little bit more glowy it was never unmanageable you know like it's yeah. still a beautiful thing it's just you know if you want to tame that down and taper that down, have some food in you. Yeah, I think for sure it's important to like make sure your body's right and ready before. Don't just wake up and take it. No. With anything, you shouldn't do that. So get yourself in, in onto the good <laughs> foot with it. So Kendra, you're you're sharing so much of your life, your perspectives, and of course, this very intimate look into how you live. Where do you draw the line? For what stays in your private life and and has that been a challenge at all as you expand with this magazine um not really it's i feel like it's always easy for me to separate the two even though like my name is my real name there's no like alternate persona but i feel like me myself i'm a lot like more like quiet and chill and very just like very chill I think every time everyone meets me they're very like surprised they'll be like wow you're so chill I'm like yeah I smoke a lot of weed but also I'm just a very chill person at heart and like there's very rare moments when I'm like super energetic and bubbly and just like super talkative and stuff like that so I feel like people that know me in my real life like they they know the difference like it's not like oh I bring like my porn sets home or I always act like that like I I feel like a lot of people or people that I dated in the past to say like I like like I like and I love you for who you are like I can separate the two I see the difference and I see how you're different with me and so it's just like it's a double life but like they're two completely separate things but with the popularity of things like Instagram, which has just been the norm over the last almost decade now, just to share, share, share. Do you think there is a danger in oversharing too much of your life on these platforms? Do you think that people should at some point draw a line or create a boundary for themselves? I think so. I think as long as it comes to hurting other people, I've definitely, unfortunately in the past, I've been like rude to other people online or even just like bratty or just like even rude to other people or other girls and I feel like 
that's the only thing I regret. I don't ever regret like oversharing or like using Twitter as a diary, whatever. The only thing I ever regret is being mean to other people. I just feel like, like, who cares if you want to put your whole life out there? Who cares if you want to be more like secluded? Just don't be fucking rude to other people. I think that's like the main thing online. Like you never know what somebody's going through. And so yeah. I've definitely learned the hard way to just like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. How did you wrap that up in your life? That, that, that regret, I should say, how, how did you come to terms with sort of closing the chapter on that? Um, I feel like I just, I tried to apologize to the people that I was rude to and like explained that obviously I wasn't coming from a good place. I don't feel like anyone who like is rude to other people online are happy about their life or like truly happy. And that's where it comes from. So I feel like once you realize that it's not like, it's not okay to hate other people. And if you are, then maybe perhaps it's something within your life that should change and you're just not a happy person. I realized that. And so I kind of had to let go of these like stupid grudges or stupid, just like things that I was holding over other people's heads. So I think, I don't know, just moving on and trying to grow and learn from it. Yeah. It does take, you know, accountability in your own journey to say, you know what, that did happen. And that's the only way you learn to avoid it in the future, right? Is you got to yeah. legit. A lot of people just want to detour and fuck right off from the situation. Never go back for apologies, never go back to try and reconcile, but that is important work to do. Uh, Kendra, I saw uh, uh, that this magazine, Sex, Money, and Drugs, I keep going back to this because I'm so excited about this project. I really, it's just Thank so you. cool. It's so cool. Immediately, I'm like, we got to be friends. We got to be buddies. Um, there's a mention of it being more explicit than anything that you've done before, and it's boundary pushing. This was said by your creative director, Chris Applebaum, who said it's going to be boundary pushing in its level of explicitness. What on earth does that mean? Um, I just feel like I haven't really seen anyone in the adult industry really like show sex and drugs together or that kind of party lifestyle I feel like it's people are gonna look at these images and be like wow like holy crap like look at this giant pile of whatever look at this or like look at what they're doing like she's running around naked in LA like she's at an in and out completely naked in the drive-through like I want people to be like wow like I can't believe she's doing this I feel like a lot of my like career and my brand has been like doing whatever I want not caring what anyone has to say and just pushing the boundaries and I feel like this magazine is like spot on with that and with like that part of my brand is that I really like I if I want to go streak around LA and take pictures like I'm going to do it and I'm going to put it in the magazine or you know so I think it's it's really like exactly what he said like explicit and pushing pushing the boundaries that was the whole purpose of the magazine in the first place and and not to be the the morality police here because that person sucks that's a debbie downer you don't want this person at your party but when you're creating this kind of of art that depicts sex money and drugs and you know drugs being part of an underworld as the general public associates it do you feel there's any responsibility whatsoever in the way that you depict these scenes these fantasies is that ever playing on your mind yeah of course I had a huge talk with my team that um it's very important to me that while we show this rock star lifestyle and we show these like 
images I want people to be safe like I put like try microdosing but you know like here's how to do it safely like I want everyone to know that like yeah you can go and have fun and you can go do drugs you can go do this but like be safe about it and I feel like that was something I was very adamant about expressing in the magazine is like to be cautious like test your drugs if you're going to do them or like you know be mindful of where you're getting them from or be mindful of the amount that you're putting in your body and all this stuff or like research before you do anything like that was very very important to me you know I lost somebody close to me last year to a fentanyl overdose so like while I do like to party like I'm it's always in the back of my mind like this could be the last thing that I take or this could be the last thing that I do and I just like I just don't want to see anyone else die from something like that in a way what it sounds like that's what's happening is we're having a conversation about consumption as opposed to just it's wrong you're a criminal if you do it or you engage with it. And I think that that really is the seed of, of changing, you know, of, of, of seeing yeah. change in stigma around it and uh, miscommunication and misinformation about it. Because the biggest reality in the world is that, yes, people engage in all kinds of illicit behavior when it comes to things like drugs, recreational drug use, that happens. And so I commend you for making it more of a conversation by exploring this in your art. Thank you so much. It's yeah. very, very important to me. Yeah, that's, that's a wonderful thing. Please let all of our viewers know where they can get in touch with you, where they can find the magazine and uh, any announcements of what's to come. Right, yes, it's a whole, whole long spiel. Uh, you can follow my new Instagram, Kendra Sunderland X3. Uh, it's my third time trying with Instagram. Um, Twitter is KS Library Girl. My OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com slash KS Library Girl. Um, I have a VIP website called Kendra Sunderland VIP.com where you can find like all my full length videos. You can buy them clip store style. You can buy anything I've like worn or touched. Um, and there's some merch on there. You can buy my flashlight and um, watch me on browsers.com. My goodness, what a legacy. Kendra, yes. <laughs> so, so much for today. We are so excited for what's to come. And, uh, and, and thank you for sitting for this chat. Thank you for having me. Wonderful, you take care now, all right? We'll chat soon. This has been a CAM4 radio production. Come say hi at www.cam4radio.com.